I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. I can be your hero, baby. I can kiss away the pain. Oh, yeah. I will not get the show forever. <laughs> We're doing a Heroes Part 2. We've got special guests with us today. Boys from It's Kind of a Gray Area joining us. It's going to be a lot of fun. But first, Courtney, I want to hear your thoughts on this finale. I'm a little um, confused. <laughs> I was a little more than being confused about, you know, some new characters and what each of their abilities are. I've kind of our original characters. I've kind of figured out what their what their powers were. I was a little underwhelmed by it. Like I wanted there to be more action. I liked in the pilot how it was it was strictly character development. Now in the series finale, I'm just like, well, I want some action. And I really didn't get much action. I didn't get a lot get to see a lot of their powers. Really? Because this is the same exact finale as Carnival, and you loved it. Like, shot for shot, <laughs> big-ass Ferris wheel, magical powers, This and you were like, <laughs> you just ate that up. I don't yeah, care. I did like Carnival because it seemed to bring more of a full story to an end, like a good versus evil thing. Yeah, okay, it was at the Carnival, circus, whatever. But I I don't care for that here. I wish that they were, okay, they're in Central Park, but I wish that they were more like in the middle of New York City. Like, I didn't like that it was like Carnival. That was wholly different. Yeah, I didn't get the Carnival. All right. I like to show decent production value for once. Yeah. I enjoyed that. There was actually some money put into it. Just a little bit, just a little sprinkle, just yeah. a little salt bay right on top. But I enjoyed that. Um, we got some new characters. We have Greg uh, Grunberg, who plays Matt. Um He's on Alias. He's from Felicity too. All our JJ oh, Abrams. The Star Wars, um, like kind of like reboots that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, fun facts about him: He was the chair of the National Walk for Epilepsy. So good for him. That's a great cause. Uh, turns out one of his sons suffers from epilepsy. And another fun fact: He created and ran a successful frozen yogurt delivery service. So. Oh. Who would have thunk it? Next, we have Robert Kepner. He plays Samuel. He was in Prison Break, one of my all-time favorites. I've been to the prison um, that it's based you off of. You often talk about Prison so Break. Good. He might be play like a weird Johnny Depp like knockoff in this episode. But I'll yeah. tell you, he is a phenomenal actor. Before he started Prison Break, he considered becoming a uh, park ranger due to Hollywood phasing out the middle-class actor, as he posted. What does he mean by that? Like a middle age type thing? I don't know. It could be his age, blue collar looking guy, like pretty rough. Like okay. not really a ton of roles. Though. You play the same character over and over again, which he plays like the same like bad guy kind of mentality in Prison Break, but he, it's phenomenal acting. So last we got Zachary Quintos who plays Siler. Not an S. You in that mass accent. All right, whatever. <laughs> Him and Eli Roth from Inglorious Bastards are pretty much the same person. They're interchangeable. If one dies... Just plug the other one into whatever they were doing. Very and similar. It, look. it was like Spartacus. You can just pretty much <laughs> eyebrows. Uh, yep. Zach is most notable for his portrayal of Spock in the new Star Trek reboots. Mm-hmm. Fun facts about him. Only person to appear on Entertainment Weekly two weeks in a row. Only person ever. He's best friends with Milo, who I am just cannot wait to not look at this dude's face. Anymore. Oh, you're so jealous of Milo. And also he dated Jonathan Groff. Yep. But you'll be back. You will see. <laughs> um, He also was the only one that wouldn't sign my book at a play because he had to leave. So. 
Fun fact novel. about him. <laughs> yeah, fun fact about him. He's a dick. <laughs> no, I do like Zachary Quinto. No, I'm, it's okay. I'm going to add him and just write that you're a dick and didn't sign Courtney's playbill. So, <laughs> all right. Let's bring the boys on uh, from it's kind of a gray area. Go on, introduce yourselves to the folks at home. Well, thanks for having us. I'm Matt. And I'm Carter. And we are the hosts of this kind of a gray area. Which a... is also how we start every episode of that show. Yes, in case <laughs> yeah. it's your first time. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a comedy talk show that we have on YouTube about hypothetical situations, everyday questionable scenarios, and just fun things we like to talk about. Yeah, yeah. We try to make them like kind of what we call moral gray areas of things of like, or you can make an argument on either side of something like... Uh, you know, square pizza, like some people hate it, some people love it. Yeah. Where it's not really a moral issue at stake with pizza, but, you know, still something <laughs> to argue about. Yeah. In upstate New York, there is, guys. I was going to say, depends on what, what section of Long Island you're on. <laughs> yeah. Right. Then it becomes an ethical issue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like when I lived in Massachusetts, my worst pie here we're still better than any Massachusetts pizza. So, oh wow, okay, jeez, oh you Massachusetts, pizza shit, <laughs> take that back. Just burn uh, their pizza. Yeah, it's, uh, but I'm so glad you guys are on. We um we did a guest spot on their show where we had to name if something was a horror movie or a romance, just based solely on the title. Uh, Joe brought our team down, so we lost. Right. <laughs> but it was still sit on a fun. throne of wise. Oh, you were really sure about that one movie. Oh yeah, that's Animal House. He goes, I'll never, you'll never live it down. But it was by one. You guys lost by one. Really close. And it was that one that Joe closest you could get. (laughs) Yes. Right. Right. But but you're gonna get me fired up today. Yeah. Yeah. We had me fired up yesterday. One of us always gets fired up and starts yelling at the other person by the end of the episode lately. Courtney, uh, if you want, I mean, we'll help you get him fired up. Thank you. See, because yesterday we did. Well, last week we did Wilfred, and I don't know if you guys have ever watched Wilfred, mm-hmm. but it's a... I've, I've seen like a few episodes of it. I didn't really get into it, but you know, I I like uh, who's the guy? It's Frodo, right? Yeah, uh, Elijah Wood. Wood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a it's yeah. a weird, weird show, which is fine. But like then Joe's got to try to battle me on psychology, and it's just not going to work. Out. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> You're bringing out the psychology well, hope, of it. Uh, you know, <laughs> thankfully, Heroes isn't as highbrow, I guess, of an <laughs> exploration <laughs> of human psychosis. Exactly. Get, <laughs> Although if Courtney's got an issue court. with sci-fi stuff, then this might be in Joe's court. Yeah. Right. Um, when we did Battlestar, Joe had to just lead me through the whole thing, and I just drooled through the episode. Because She's like, okay, now explain it to me again like I'm five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now like I'm three. Now like I'm three. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, so, okay, so they hyper jump from one part of space to another. Instantly. Yeah, you already lost me. You already lost me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> start over. I go 23 minutes, and I would like clock when I would finally like get something. I'd be like, 23 minutes. I think this is what happened. Like, <laughs> but um, today I'm so pumped to have you guys on because I think you're going to be able to fill in some gaps for us. Like, I, I think I got Absolutely. a lot of storyline figured out, but you know, there's new characters, people we never met in the pilot of Heroes. So I'm excited to kind of see like. How they came into things and who the heck they are. <laughs> right. I'm really curious to hear you guys take on things. I just rewatched the entire series. I finished it like three or four weeks ago. Wow. But it's still somewhat fresh in my mind. Yeah. Uh, and then I also, I found out during Heroes Running, NBC put out uh, comic books as a companion to the series. Oh. They would release them online as like these web comics. 
and then they published them. So I got a copy of the volume one of the comics that go with it. uh, And that fills in a lot of gaps from season one of things that just happen in between episodes where people show up and they're like, oh, we're working together now. And you have no explanation for it. It's so So, clever. You have like four of the comics to play along. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to try to monetize a show that doesn't have like any monetization. Well, it's also perfect as a comic book show to make a comic book that goes along with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the boys, but that's already out. Right. Right. And Walking Dead, people just eat those up to see what happens next. Yes, exactly. Now, now for people listening that want to get these comics, is it called Heroes or Ninth Wonders? It's called Heroes. They have all of the Ninth Wonders uh, covers, or Mm -hmm. they use the covers for each issue, but it has nothing to do with the Ninth Wonders thing. Like, it's, it's all about the TV show. It's not about, like, I mean, it's not about the TV shows, and, like, it talks about it being a TV show. Okay. But, you know. A uh, little homage yeah. to the series then? Yeah. I, no, it's it ties into it. Uh, I just mean it's not like a freestanding story of like other people going on adventures or okay. anything. Oh, I love I love that though because I'm always interested in like multimedia stuff. So it's like I'm like constantly searching like one day I'm going to make a TV show where you like eat a meal that goes with it or like you like smell something that goes with it or you know what I mean? Oh, like, oh man. It's a smell thing. Yeah. Well. Disney does. Like, I don't have Disney money. But... Well, you, well, back in the day, you used to go to like a supermarket and you get like a scratch and a sniff and a little logo would show up. That's true. And it would tell you on the scratch certain, but it'd be like those, remember those markers that smelt? That's, That's what it smelled like. Yeah. 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 They tried yeah. it with one TV series in the early 2000s. Dirty Jobs didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work out. Not a good oh, show for smell-o-vision. No. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, they just figure like, well, these are the most potent smells. It's the best way to show off how well it works. Yeah, we would get through the TV. This will get kids to go back into doing trades. Right. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. Oh. Well, so Joe is going to bring us into the live view. Um, we're going to have a million questions because, quite frankly, I for the first half, I'm like, what? And hey, Courtney, I'll, I'll try to lead you along with my assumptions, and then they're just going to tell us if we're wrong. Okay. Right. I love it. All right, so it opens. Claire and her dad are trapped under 30 feet of ground underneath a boulder, which somehow disappears in the middle of Central Park. I don't know how they got there. How they get there? First question. Yeah. So uh, Claire at this point, uh, gosh, man, like it's so hard to know where to stop it off of like, okay, let me go back to season two and explain how he got here. But the short of it is just that Claire is trying to expose Samuel uh, Claire and her dad are trying to expose Samuel before he does goes through with this whole plan in New York, and he manages to stop them, tie them up, and then threw them in the RV and used his powers to like trap them underground. You know, this is like we just got done watching Alias, and I'm like, is this going to be? Because I thought for sure that this was not going to be another daddy issue show. No, well, no, a real <laughs> series finale. Because and it, and actually it wasn't right. It wasn't the planned series finale. So I was like, oh my god, are they going to leave her in this cave like they do at the end of Alias? And she and we never know what happens to her. So when they got out, I was like, oh, okay. So I didn't I didn't know what that setup was for. I guess. Oh, yeah. Courtney, we're not there yet. He hasn't got. They haven't got out. So I shh. can jump around. It's my superpower. All right. right. <laughs> this show likes to snap around like yeah. a million times between it's people. They don't just give communication, you communication, teleportation. Yeah. They don't give you more than like 30 seconds of one person. They like to make you nauseous. Oh, um, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which I like. We I'm have into that. Peter wakes in front of a brick wall. Quick cut to some dude snacking 
trying to get his snack on right in front of a fridge and boom there's like four dudes that are all the same dude behind him yeah the clones really ruined that sandwich for that guy <laughs> and then all of a sudden peter's on the other side of the wall with this dude named siler but he was just in front of the wall now he's on the other side of the wall he's like how long did that take to get through the wall he's like i don't know half a day yeah okay i can clear this up are they alternate universes uh no no. So what happened is, so the guy at the fridge, that's Matt Parkman. He's a pretty major character in the show. His power is telepathy. Uh, he could read minds. He can also put thoughts in people's minds. And he can also, you know, give them commands uh, to make them do things. Siler, man, I guess they ne- didn't get the setup for him either in the mm-hmm. pilot. They're like six or seven episodes. Yeah, well, start. you guys might remember back when it was on air, how the whole, there was like the whole slogan of save the cheerleader, save, save the, the cheerleader, world. Save the world. That's yeah. why I thought it would end with her still like trapped or something. Cause I, because of that tagline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that tagline only applies to the first season okay. and only the first half. Yeah, really only the first half of the first season, which oh. is funny. Cause that tagline is like one of the more famous things about heroes. They act yeah. like it was the entire series run and they're like no just the first like 12 episodes yeah but claire's power is regeneration siler is a you know he can go around and pull people's powers out of their brains uh not with them still walking away to go on and live a happy life afterwards oh he's a killer he's he's like a point about that in a minute yeah he's a serial killer super well not hero super villain i guess uh that just basically he's obsessed with accumulating as many powers as possible so the whole course of the show his thing is constantly, you know, finding other superpowered people, cutting open their heads and eating their powers, basically. He's like a Dexter. He's just he's just like killing everybody and then like keeping a little sample of them. Yeah. Kind Pretty of. Much. Yeah. Yeah. Siler throughout the whole course of the show, sometimes he's like, oh, I'm better now. And then it lasts an episode and he's like, no, I'm a serial killer. I was always a serial killer until the next season when he does the same thing. So Matt Parkman being a telepath, he was able when Siler came to him because he was tired of having his powers and tired of being a serial killer, he came to Matt Parkman and asked him to go into his brain and like cut off his connection to his powers, basically. Oh. So Matt, instead of doing that, because he hates Siler for being a serial killer and destroying his life in a lot of ways, he just traps Siler inside of his own mind. Siler has regeneration powers at this point. So he's just trapped it for all of eternity in his mind, basically. And then Matt, bricks him into the wall to like hide the body basically and plans on leaving him there until Peter shows up and needs Siler's help to go stop Samuel. So he goes into Siler's brain after him to try to pull him out. And within the context of Siler's brain in this dreamscape that they're trapped in, which is a giant empty version of New York, uh, they spend about five years trapped there together when it's like four or five hours in real time. So they basically, they're like inside his mind for like four hours and they come out and now they're best friends because they've hung out for five years together inside of his dream. Oh, I love, I actually am really into that whole trapped in your mind and then like trapped in a room type thing. I mean, we've all made friends that way. I'm saying my best friends are dream friends. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, well, that's Wilfred too, right, Joe? Like imaginary friends are our happiness, so. Yep. We see that our new character, Samuel, is now the head of a cult and a circus. circus cult. Yes. <laughs> Basically, yeah. He's, he's the ringleader. Literally. My favorite kinds, a circus Big cult. reveal to come, he says. Quick cut back to the snacking guy. 
gets his <laughs> ass whooped by a bunch of people. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Siler and Peter are there to rescue him. They knock out the other dude. And then Peter somehow, like, reads the dude's mind. I want to guess this. It, he basically, from what I can understand, picks up other people's powers, right? But in mm-hmm. a positive yes. way, not in, like, a stealing way. Yeah, it's interesting. He, he and Siler are basically polar Opposite. opposites of, like... Cool. Okay. You know, Peter gets powers by empathizing with people. Like the closer he feels to someone, the easier he can take on their ability oh. and retain it. Whereas Siler, the only way he can do that is to pick apart someone's brain and pull it out of them. So they oh. both can acquire powers, but one of them is a killer and one of them is an empath. So that was like the I whole dichotomy that. that they set up. Yeah, that's cool. I have a question about Peter. Okay. The hands, yeah. when they light up on the poster... Was he at any point a healer or anything like that? Yes. Yeah, so this is actually a point of major contention with fans of the show is the fact that they, you know, kind of rewrote his character. In season one, he could, anyone he was around, he could pick up their ability and then he just had it. And so all of season one, he gets more and more powers, the more and more people he goes and interacts with. And so then in season two, the writers decided like, we can't do anything with him if he's so powerful so they stripped his powers away, and then he used this special formula to get back a version of his powers. So okay. he no longer is able to hold every power. He can only hold one power at a time after physically touching that person. Gotcha. So he's it's basically, he just kind of picks up whatever else someone else has. So he just touches Matt, or the snacking guy, as you call him. <laughs> and, and he just touches him and gets his telepathy so that he can read the, the cloning guy's mind. That's cool. I like because I mean, I knew he was going to be like the leader of this, you know, hero squad type thing. So I like that they've set him on like a really. Yeah, he's not the man. leader, though. Yeah, there, there's not really a leader. The Japanese kind of a, a loose group. It's I mean, it's unofficial who the leader. Uh, there really isn't a leader. There's not there, a leader. They all they, they all deal with their own issues with their powers. And then they come together every season and, and, and crisscross with each other's lives. And I don't I don't know if you mentioned this last time, uh, Joe, but uh, and Courtney, but there are like t- literally 12 main characters yeah. in the show. Like yeah. there are 12 characters that are deemed the main characters of the yeah. show. It is yeah. a lot to follow. It, this gives Inception a run for its money. <laughs> like right. it's, it's tough. So there isn't like one guy that's a leader, but there's always like those top two or three you root for. Okay. I just so, love the fact so that speaking you're speaking of which we said they're going to have to kill some off. They killed off Peter's brother. Yeah. I assume. Yes. yes. But then they brought him back because of shape shifting. That was a weird thing. They kept saying, Oh, you killed your own brother. Well, that was, I think, no, that was the uh, Samuel. Samuel killed his own brother, the circus guy. Um, wow, we haven't even gotten there yet, Matt. Oh, gosh darn it. I'm so sorry. Spoiler. You know what? This whole episode God is a spoiler. Damn it. I knew someone killed their brother. It was all over the place. There are a bazillion characters. <laughs> there was a lot to follow. Wait, wait, wait. Was Peter's brother bad? <sighs> he was kind of, he would flip-flop. Like every now and then. He, so he was kind of a pragmatist where he was like the politician of like, yes, it's very horrible if a lot of people die, but we have to do it for the greater oh, good. God. So he's like that kind of asshole. Yeah. Uh, so he goes back and forth and Peter always is like, you know, you're being a jerk. Like you're going about this the wrong way. And Nathan's like, no, you're just naive. And then three episodes later, he's like, I was wrong. I should have listened to you. Everything's out of control. Now. Oh, yeah. Big non-mask guy, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well, Joe thought he was bad, which I, I guess he is. So. Well, actually, I want to throw this in there from the comic book. Uh, this is it, it, very kind of out of character for him. But in the comic book, 
early on when he gets his powers, he's like walking home thinking about how crazy everything is. And he sees this fire in this building and there's a bunch of people screaming on the top floor who can't get out. So he just runs into the alleyway and then flies up there and starts pulling people out of the building and then just disappears into the crowd to try to not get noticed. But I thought that was cool that like the whole time they really do set him up as like he's kind of the jerk and doesn't really care about humanity as much as just Peter and whatever his own interests are. But then there's that nice moment of showing him like, oh, he did save all these people and didn't want the credit or attention from it. Which shows he's a good guy, but he's also like, no one can know I'm nice. Yeah. yeah, Even being a good guy, he's still like, I have to protect my image for (laughs) re-election. Right, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Which I don't get. How does being Superman hurt your election? (laughs) Like, every debate would just be like, well, my plan to help the city is that we would institute these tax laws. And then you get to him, it's like, I just want to reiterate, I can fly. (laughs) I don't know if, uh, if my opponent here can fly, but once again... I can fly. And I just saved people from a burning building last night. Right. Exactly. Any more questions? Well, one thing I said in the first episode is with heroes, everyone always turns against them. The public always yeah. turns against them at some point mm-hmm. and tries to drag them through the mud or like blame as the root of their problem because superheroes are supposed to take on like the uh, in the American comics are supposed to take on like the time or like the trouble. They're supposed to like embody that. So they get all the shit for it. Yeah. And then it's only at the end until something big and catastrophic happens that people think, oh, wow, this person's actually good. So probably maybe he's a big comic book guy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. maybe that was season five and we should get to it. Yeah, I would love to know where they went. Yeah. So we're back at the circus and there's a new character. Her name's Emma. She's being controlled by this creepy, fat, bald dude who always <laughs> doesn't know how to control a treadmill. Um, <laughs> his name is Doyle. And what he does is he makes Emma play this instrument, which draws the general public in to the circus. Yeah. And I hate that thing he does, like, when, when they always show, like, control, mind control people. They, like, do this weird thing with their hand. They're like, see? You're under my control. I'm doing the spider hand. Like, I hate As that. if their fingers are actually. Yeah, he, yeah, he really, yeah. really plays it. that up, too. Yeah, because he was a puppet oh, master. Yeah. Here's he, the thing. He was I, a puppet master. Here's the thing I don't get about that is the fact, like, his powers, he can physically control what you do, like a puppet. But he doesn't know how to play the cello. So how, if right. he's controlling her hands, how is he making her play the cello perfectly? Solid point. Right. <laughs> right, because he's just basically like. Yeah, he's not like changing the notes at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to see those little sausage fingers try to grasp those chords. <laughs> exactly. But so he, yeah, he uses Emma's power of like, uh, what just controls music and like turns into light waves and all that. Yeah, stuff. it starts but, to synesthesia, and then she finds out she can actually control the intensity of sound waves and kind of create like force projection stuff yeah so she does that to draw all those people in yeah because samuel wants them there okay yeah i thought it was kind of like a hocus pocus thing like come little children like I mean, the music yeah she can draw crazy. anyone to her if she thinks about them while she's playing the music yeah you're not entirely wrong so i guess it's like a pokey flute that she's bringing in for everyone <laughs> and um oh wow we have our first shot of hero apparently he had a brain surgery but has a full head of hair. Don't worry. They didn't. They don't <laughs> yeah. want to mess it up. It's um, in the back. They did it just with lasers. Yeah. Or he's okay. just wearing a wig. Maybe the hospital has wigs yeah. they hand out after surgery. Perfect. <laughs> Flawless. They call it the hero cut. Um, so <laughs> hero finds out that his girlfriend, Charlie, is old as hell now. And she's in the same hospital. 
The actress that plays a younger her, there's like four of them that look the same. Perfect casting as the old woman and the young one. Oh. That young one's from Glee. The old one was in Carnival when we watched it. She's in a lot of things. But that was perfect oh, yeah. casting. She was the teacher in Glee. I didn't think of that. Yeah. Well, she's lucky she's still around. Um, <laughs> so he went back in time to meet chicks, apparently, in the 40s? No, no. Or was he trying to no. stop the atomic bomb in Japan? No, this no, no. This was this was like his modern day. He met her. Yeah, and um, and she and, went back, but right? uh, was it Samuel's people yeah. then captured her, trying to force Hero to work for him for Samuel, and so they hid her back in time in the 1940s, so Hero couldn't find her, but then he found her oh. in present day, and she's like 80 something. I, I will say of all. You know, because we didn't get to see a lot of story arc in this episode, but this is one that I could easily figure out. And I really, I really liked it because I think that Hero, I, you know, when they named these characters, I think they gave him this kind of name because he is the one who really just has like the genuine heart. Yeah. Yeah. Like when she explains to him, yeah. Like she explains to him, like, I, I love you, but like basically I can't come back into, you know, 2006 or whatever it is because. I have these grandchildren, this whole life that I built, and all of that gets erased. Basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is such a bummer. That whole season, that's what Hero is working up to, is trying to find her and save her. And then because he bumps into her at the hospital, that whole plan is out the window now. Like, if he had not run into her at the hospital, he would have still gone on to find her and save her and would have erased her whole timeline. All of that. Yeah. 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 It would have been awesome if he was like, about- you want to know what? You and me, baby, we're going back in time no matter what. If you like it or not, yeah. we're together. Right. I mean, she'd never know. Right. But that shows his growth. It's like he's learned now he can't use his powers to just change whatever he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. He says there's no small butterfly. In, or you can't step on a small butterfly, basically. Like mm-hmm. the butterfly effect. Like you change this one thing and you're going to change a lot of different things. Yeah. So it's, I really like that. Um, that growth because he was so goofy in the beginning he's so silly he was so excited about his powers and this shows like some really like genuine qualities to it yeah he's been through a lot at this point and definitely grown up a bit but still kept that same sort of gleeful excitement about being a superhero yeah which is so refreshing compared to the other people where it's like oh i can turn everything into gold oh no i'm a freak my life is horrible what am yeah. i gonna do how am i gonna li- dude You've got superpowers. Sorry for your lot in life. Like, be responsible. You've seen the comics. You grew up with cartoons. You know what to do, man. Yeah. Yeah. Pick a side. Claire, especially, where she's like, oh, I'm a freak. Everyone would know I'm a freak. It's like, okay, stop running into fires. Stop jumping in front of cars. You can live without anyone ever knowing that you can grow your head back. Yeah, and stop reaching into garbage disposals while they're on. Yeah, it's not that hard to hide your powers. Like she was grabbing a door handle. It's like, you even think about that? They're a little loud. That's what I mean. She she did seem to have like a more dark disposition i guess and i'm like well you have one of the better qualities like that in invulnerability or that regeneration that you can hide that pretty well yeah, yeah. it's not like, like you grow like baby moth wings on your back and every time you take them off does more come back or just like some stupid ass power yeah <laughs> yeah see that that's kind of what happened to mohinder oh, oh yeah what did he end up he this got... is another question i had what i thought he was like yeah so he professor x but no powers kind of just basically everyone. yeah but uh so in season Two or three, I mixed them up. But in season two or three, the whole arc was about the secret formula that the company who was like capturing all these superpowered people, they had made like back in the 60s or something, this formula that injected into people could give them powers. 
And they experimented on a bunch of babies and given them powers to try to see if it worked, which included Claire and Nathan were both babies that had been given powers instead of born with them. Why would you give babies? So Claire's dad worked for that company then. Yeah, but uh, he was not the one who gave her powers and he wasn't aware of that until later on. But uh, yeah, Mohinder, so he... He's just kind of like the scientist guy goes along, helps people, connects people up sort of thing. Uh, but then when he comes across this formula and thinks he's figured out how to crack it, he decides to use it because he wants to experience having powers so that he can, you know, be more effective. Oh, have like selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he injected it way too soon. He got super strength and agility. Uh, but then it started turning him into this like insect like creature. Uh, Ooh, like the fly. Yeah, it was right. very, That's very cool. much the fly. Ooh. Like his apartment was like, you know, cocoons of people that he had like tied up. And yeah, it was very, very fly. Now, like 1950s fly or like the 1987 fly? Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Ugh. Jeff Goldblum all the way. Did you guys expect that to be his character arc? No. no, no, not at all. And actually, he was supposed to be an old man originally. Originally, they were just going to oh. go with his dad. Uh, Chandra Suresh was going to be the main scientist. I liked him. And that actor who plays Mohinder, he was auditioning for something else and they liked him so much they decided to make him the main scientist. They decided to kill the old guy. Yeah. 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 Basically. Can you imagine you got cast for that and you're like, I'm great. Set up on the show on NBC and you get a call like, yeah, we're going to kill you in the first episode and replace you with someone younger. Yeah, younger Indian guy. We're going to go with him. Can we just backtrack for one quick second? Did you guys badmouth Jeff Goldblum? No. No. Not at all. Not I just slander. want to know. I will end this interview yes, immediately. I will, I will John Taffer this shit. I'll shut this shit down in one second. No, I love oh, who that said man. anything bad about Jeff Goldblum. I love I that just, man. I heard I Mumble, know. and then I heard Jeff Goldblum, and I was like, "Wait!" <laughs> You're just instantly triggered when you hear his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I'm part of the Jeff Goldblum appreciation. You ever wake thing. up in the middle of the night and just think somewhere out there someone's insulting Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> yeah, when I, I watched Pineapple Express, and they were like. He does great Jeff Goldblum impressions. Fuck Jeff Goldblum. And I'm like, no, fuck you, Seth Rogen, you stupid laugh. Karma will get him. <laughs> All right. Back to the episode. We have Claire and her dad in like whatever she they're trapped in. And she's like, oh, dad, you're going to die. And he's like, well, your lungs will just regenerate and you'll eventually get to, out of here, whether it takes a month or however long, but just leave me to die. And all of a sudden, split personality girl is now water. And yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way to end, end that sentence. That. And she comes like, into like this little hole, and is like, "Hey, what's up, fuckers?" And she was, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened. I'm still not clear on how she got them out of there either. Split personality girl is now water. Yes, that's it. How did she go from killer? Hulk type thing in the beginning to water. Okay, yeah, but there's the a water very... thing. She must have been great on that webcam. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, yeah, she had to quit that because she made all the money. She invented an entire new genre of porn. <laughs> uh, there's a great explanation for this. It's not her. It's not her. It's it's one of. It's, apparently, she's a triplet. Yes, Ricky. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but I guess the writers got sick of Nikki. And so they were like, no, nah, she's dead, but here's her twin sister. And then, and then they were like, you know what? We're kind of sick of this twin sister. Here's the triplet. <laughs> now here's a shapeshifter. <laughs> yeah. Like they just couldn't fire her, but they hated each character. She kept playing. I guess. Yeah. They're like she's too hot to get rid of. <laughs> right. Yeah. We need Allie Larder, but they go Tracy. And I was like, thinking to myself, I was like, is that her name? Originally? 
Okay, no. that makes much more sense. All right. So, so somehow I think she turns them all to liquid by touching them. And they all get sucked through the hole and there's no <laughs> rock there anymore. It's just water. And they're like, but there'll be a helicopter here in a minute. And there's like some other girl. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. It like takes them into a helicopter <laughs> and the helicopter is no not idea. real. The helicopter is just CGI. You can pay $79 to get the the one that tours you around the city to just land next to you for like five seconds. That's a terrible producer. Like, <laughs> where's your petty cash? Like, I could have done that for you. We needed it for bagels. Right. Yeah. That <laughs> always comes bleach through. bottles for all the blondes that they hired on this freaking show. All right. Yeah. I'm, my rant's over. I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah. to take so long. <laughs> can I go on a rant real quick? Yeah. Go yeah. on. I've got a rant. Carter loves yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, they're out and they're safe now, but Back when they were trapped down there and Noah Bennett's like, oh, you know, I'm going to die. You'll go on and, you know, don't tell anyone about you. It's my dying wish. So it'd be effed up if you didn't do that. So uh, but it's so ridiculous because throughout the show, this is like a constant thing of people who are close to Claire, know her personally, can get in touch with her very easily. Anyone who injects her blood into themselves is instantly cured of anything, including death. And so. It's such a major plot hole. In fact, even her dad at like early in the show gets shot in the head and dies. And then they inject him with her blood and bring him back to life. And yet throughout the rest of the course of the show, they're constantly like, oh, I'm dying now. This is it. It's the end. Instead of ever just being like, hey, can I just get like a like just a little bit of your blood real quick? Oh, my just, gosh. You know, you know, this is like, keep a few bags in a fridge for emergency. Yeah, yeah. like keep. A, well, this is like Lost. Like, I don't know if you guys watch Lost, yes, but they're yes. like. Quick, polar bear, smoke monster, throw it in. We'll figure it out later. Like, I feel like they gave everybody <laughs> yeah. too, too many abilities, too many things they could do. And then they're like, fuck, we got to go more seasons. Like, we got to, like. <laughs> that was also Game of Thrones. They're like, oh, you mean the entire point of this whole fucking show? We're not even going to, we're not even going to let you in on it. They're like, reveal this big secret in like season six or seven, which is supposed to be the entire point of the entire series. And they never mention it again. Fuck me, right? <laughs> yeah, that show is a masterclass in uh, how to, you know, ruin a popular show. You know, if you watch, and Joe will never watch the show, and I'm sure you guys don't watch it, but if you watch This Is Us, they planned out every season. <laughs> so, like, they already know, like, what's going to happen. Here, it's like, season one, throw it all against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Like, I don't, you know, I'm not into that part. Well, but, they, like yeah. the they like the blood. Let's stick with the blood. No, they didn't like the blood. They'll throw the blood. <laughs> <laughs> Her blood's no good anymore. Like, Capri, just fill up a couple Capri Suns with her blood. Throw them in the back of the fridge, like you said. And if they ever need them, just suck them. Carry them in a backpack like you go hiking. Oh, yeah. You can jump off the mountain just to get down there faster. Take yeah. a sip, you're, yes. you're done. Also, if I were her, I would anonymously drop off a blood sample to, you know, Johns Hopkins or something. Yes! <laughs> She'd be the Red Cross's best friend. Yeah. Unreal. Everyone's converging on the carnival to come break it up now. That's why the helicopter came. And, and left. She was only like, what, 30 seconds too late to try to go down and save them. Whatever. So Tyler Tyler is now under the control of the fat ball dude because he tries to go save Emma. And he's stuck in the sync. Bye, bye, bye. Um, yes. <laughs> the metal teepee that Tyler made. Yeah. So yeah. further humiliating him. <laughs> Emma knocks the puppet master over. His like powers snap off for a second. <laughs> Take the break to like make fun of Siler. Like he take like he's doing this with his hands, like the cello movement, and he takes a break to like say something to Siler, like he's gonna be like witty. And then that's when it since he broke, she can like I don't know, she did like some force field kick to Her him. Music or something, power. You know? Yeah, music. <laughs> yeah. And then Siler says, 
no, I'm a hero. And I'm like, oh, there it is. This had the name of the show. And yeah, this, like, one of my his Joe putting on his big thinking cap. Siler had the snacking guy make him a hero in his heart. <laughs> right. By using his power. Technically. I mean, because he, he trapped him in his mind. Yeah, yeah he kinda... goes, you're a hero in your mind, but you're not a hero in your heart. And this, I think the snacking guy, remember he whispered something to him? He goes, I'm going to need something from you. And it makes you think that Siler's going to do something bad. But I think Siler asked him in his head, can you make it real in my heart? Because I really do think that I'm a good person. I think you're kind of right because whether or not he did, I think he's somehow gotten over whatever his killing intent was because he is the one through the whole episode if we're going to just look at like one character arc in one episode Mm -hmm. he is the one who kind of arcs the most and is supposed to be good by the end everyone else is just kind of themselves yeah through the whole through the whole thing so that's very true i mean he went and siler kind of unintentionally went cold turkey with killing people for five years in his head in an abandoned city so like that'll beat it out of you just being with a good guy like peter for five years that influence and nothing bad to do i mean that'll yeah. probably knock it out of you for a while you think he ever walks around That's new york right. now and just thinks like god i miss when i was the only one here <laughs> yes <laughs> Ugh, god, it's traffic the streets are so busy <laughs> rats everywhere that was a nice little character arc i mean it could be yeah. really cool like you said to like think about being five years stuck there or it could be like hey we built this dude up for like three seasons and all of a sudden, he's fine. And like the last took forty five minutes to break. That's kind of that's kind of basically what it is. He's literally a bad guy up until like the episode right before that. Yeah, but they did a really good job yeah. explaining it, where they didn't just make him flip. Like, oh, I get it. I'm a hero now. It's like, no, yeah. no. He's got five <laughs> true, years. Yeah. It, yeah, you have to put some work in. Yeah. Well, it is called this volume is called redemption. Yeah. So that was something Joe and I had kind of pondered. Like, well, what did they do wrong? For this to be called redemption. Well, with someone like him, it's like, oh, well, his whole personality was frigged up. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I, he's really the only one I could think of that has like a genuine redemption arc for this season. So I wonder if maybe, yeah, he was just kind of the main focus of showing the change, I guess. Because before this, it's not like they all did some really horrible thing that they're trying to right. make amends for. That's so it I is kind of a weird happen. name for it. I think the whole thing is based on Siler. Yeah. Every season. That's a good point because, you know, if you look at someone like Hero, it's like, oh, well, this guy's a hero. He's so sweet. He's so genuine. It's easy to be him. It's harder to be the kind of hero that has to kind of get rid of your id and get rid of like the bad thoughts and become a hero. So those arcs are, they seem to be geared towards Siler. And also at the same time, your ability is to take other people's ability. So you can't be stronger without taking like life so you well actually he can he can he he actually learns at one point how to take it this way that peter does with just feeling empathy towards someone but uh he just prefers killing people oh really i didn't know that (laughs) yeah i this is he spared two people in his career of killing people like took their powers and spared them uh and honestly one of them was claire who just regenerated her skull cap anyway so doesn't really count towards him <laughs> no that's one yeah that doesn't count yeah but i, I this yeah. was gonna bring up earlier but the thing i have a problem with with him is how does he take their powers we all just kind of blindly accept like yeah. oh, he cuts their head open he sees he, how it's different and then i'm sorry what's what, then he what yeah, and then he, he has 
he has something like it's I, I forget the specific term they use for it, but it's like something like inherent aptitude or something like that. So he can actually change his brain if yeah. he knows how he, to. He, if he can get eyes on someone's brain, he's able to just looking at it, just understand how the neurons work the same way because he's a watchmaker as well. He can look at a watch and just understand where all of the gears should be, how they should be moving, uh, I mean, like yeah. really complex systems. He's able to look at and instantly break down and understand how they work. So because their powers are biological, they're all like, you know, more evolved people. I think he's just able to see like, oh, this is slightly different in their brain that allows them to do this. And then he's able yeah. to kind of mentally force his brain into that, I guess. Speaking okay. of which, does that mean that cam girl's son is his son do you know how he was the little kid was putting together the computer in the beginning yeah oh oh no 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 yeah uh he micah the uh, the little kid you're talking about he's a technopath so his whole thing is that he can communicate with any electronics man i could have really picked that that would have been a sick dunk if i oh yeah that yeah yeah that, that for three good. seasons how did you get that for one episode right yeah but no <laughs> all right i digress Claire wants to turn everyone against Samuel because apparently Samuel uh, derives his power from other people with abilities being around him. Yes. Yes. Claire shows up with her dad. Her dad gets his right-hand man to turn against him who is towed from X-Men and the show is a ripoff of X-Men. And they all surround him. Claire's like, you want to know what? We're getting everyone out of here. You're a piece of shit. They all start running because the further they get away, the less Samuel's power is going to be. They call up Hero, Hero, and his boy, who yeah. has powers. Yeah. He's yeah. going to charge him. That was so exciting, too, because we all wanted that for him. Yeah, yeah. He gets his powers also from the formula, so he can supercharge other people's abilities, and he can also just shoot lightning at people. That's awesome. They all zap away. Um, Hero moves them further away. However, here's a hole in this episode. They're still trying to fight Samuel. And there are two to three very strong heroes present, and he doesn't have any powers. Yes. To fight back against Peter, who can fly comfortably, which is great. And like Claire, who has regeneration, how come he doesn't have any powers whatsoever? There's a couple people around. And they said at one time that that group was a small group, and now it's a big community. Right. So yeah. once again, missing link, I don't get. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah, the second everyone left, he lost all powers. I was like, he should be able to at least throw like a dirt snowball or yeah. something. Like even just, you know, pick up a rock and throw it if your powers are gone. Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, That's like, all your fight gone? He just like throws a punch like. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 No, that is, a, that is a good point. It's also interesting. Early on in the season, you see the primary way he uses his power is through tattoos. He has this special ink that he makes that has like a higher concentration of earth in it, I guess. And so he'll just inject that into someone and then he can create this tattoo that he can like shape into whatever. Uh, and he injects Peter with that early in the season without Peter being aware of it uh, and to like draw him to the carnival by giving him a tattoo of a compass that leads there. Uh, that was pretty cool. But yeah, that's still inside of Peter's body. And before he used that tattoo thing, when it was just him and Peter were the only two people around. So bare minimum, you're right. He should have been able to like 
bring that tattoo back out and like strangle Peter or something. Mm -hmm. If you have powers that rely on other people, there's other people. So thus your power should then go. Yeah. And that's what I think what I, when Joe asked me in the beginning, what I thought, and when I said it was underwhelming, it wasn't a huge action fight sequence. You yeah. Know? There was no fight. They just pushed the dirt towards each other back and, and forth yeah. and then called it a day. It, that's, <laughs> that's the gist of all of the season finales and all okay. the big fights. It's like, you guys no, they have good fights in the other they, seasons. They, no, I mean, they have they fights, but each other. They, they're never like, I, we're all used to Avengers. So, you know, that's just, I'm sorry. We're, we're all looking at that stuff now. We're like, this isn't a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, even when we watch, cause Joe compares this to when we watch Carnival and when we did at one point, it was like so intense that I like got off. Like I was like, Ooh, like I wanted a little <laughs> of that oomph in this. Yeah. 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 Music editing, the shot that they decided to do with the, from the battle was overhead with like shitty rocks pushing back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that part, like uh, DGI rocks. Yeah. That wasn't really what I wanted to see. If you're going to fuck some shit up, like really fuck some shit up, like throw boulders and like knock stuff over. That's and, what like, I wanted to them. see. Yeah. yeah. I love to give them the cop out of like, well, this was the end of season four. That's like 2010, but it was 2010. Yeah. yeah but still like, you know, take, a, take a piece of styrofoam, spray paint it like a rock and have a PA stand to the side and throw it at somebody. Just, yeah, you don't even need VFX for that. That's true. Right. Mm -hmm. No, not at all. You can no. There's no like fire or anything. Nothing. Even some hands to hand combat you know, like, would be all right. You know, even like something. You know, he should have fought back a little. You're right. Yeah, yeah like it, we had a hundred bucks left over. We could rent all this carnival stuff <laughs> yes. and have pay pay an intern or just have an intern create rocks. Or hear me out here. We can buy something that will look really cool and we can throw it around at someone. <laughs> and you know, you know what that that fight was so weak. No one even fell to the ground. Right. Like there yeah. wasn't anyone taking punches. It was just yeah. like, like pushing your hands forward. I was like, no, I'm going to push forward harder. And then just eventually all the power activity. Yeah. I feel bad for you guys having not watched the stuff in between because you missed any of the good times. There were fights that people had. We like, had the first thing with 24, man. 24. With 24, I saw Kiefer Sutherland fight two people. They were his own people. He put them in chokeholds and they passed out. Because we only that watched all the I beginning and the end. So we we missed yeah. all like the Kiefer <laughs> scenes, the torture scenes. We missed all of it. But you would still <laughs> expect for the season finale or the series finale that yeah. they would go all out. Thank you. That's why Joe wasn't a huge fan of the 24 series finale. <laughs> yeah, I just don't like when they don't just throw out the rest of the money that they have. Right. Just use yeah. it. Like you have these people that have been waiting forever you can spend money because you can promote the sh you're promoting the shit out of it your sponsorship you can hike up a little bit extra for this last episode mm -hmm. and really close the like the book on it and then have it be such a great show that people are going to try to watch it on streaming services and stuff and you're going to make more and more and more money oh yeah of you know look at friends they they make like 31 million dollars a year the cast right. in residual like Shoot. those like this is i just hate the way that they think yeah, yeah. Take, you know. take it yeah, and, and this is a bang. Yeah, this is also back when like this was like the only real type of television where we didn't have the new format of binging where we're used to like Netflix and Amazon Prime and all these companies making a show where it's basically like a 12-hour movie yeah. split into episodes. So it's yeah, it's it's weird to go back in time to like 2006 to 2010 where it's just very as a very network TV kind of feel to it. But you also still had DVR and other ways of consuming it. Yeah. But as me and Courtney were talking about, like, I think in the first episode, 
it's they had no way of counting all this right so this was yeah, attributed to bad math yeah the showrunner said of, of why the show didn't continue they said past. the year it was canceled it was the number one most downloaded that year so when nbc really? decided to cancel yeah so like when they decide to cancel it, and I do, I put myself back in that time. I mean, this show, unfortunately, went through some bad things with, like, the writer's strike and, and yeah. whatever. But you do, even now, NBC, ABC, CBS, they will still, your DVR and stuff, you're watching it, they do count it. But they're still looking at those week-to-week numbers, unfortunately. Yeah, which are just not, you know, representative enough. Right. Yeah, Joe, you mentioned in episode one about how, like at that time, we had very few. Anyone that was like, like fans of uh, superheroes and comics and stuff like that, we had very little stuff on TV to watch. I've always been a big superhero fan. That's a fair point. Yeah, it's, it's that's true. There was a time before there were like a million. You forget, yeah, because there's so many. Yeah. Like back then, we had we had Spider Man one and two with Tobey Maguire, right? Uh, Daredevil, The Punisher, Batman Begins had come out a year earlier, and Batman Begins and The Punisher that was. That was with um uh Tom what Tom Jane who uh, was also in like Deep Blue Sea like it was that one like the yeah, original it yeah. was that's what I mean it wasn't like and even then like when the Batman like the new franchise of Batman was coming out it was like exciting because it wasn't super saturated same yeah. thing yeah. with this and people loved that this was from my understanding that they were just ordinary people like I said yeah. they didn't they didn't put on all the gear they didn't you know what I mean they're out there in their jeans just kind of like with their own ability doing things. Yeah. yeah, which really gave us like that's that's kind of what we all wanted, but we didn't know. Like we wanted to see yeah. what it would be like if we got superpowers. Yeah, like if yeah. I got a superpower, what would it actually look like in my life? Which I think makes it kind of timeless because I going back and watching this, consuming a lot of superhero stuff in the present day. Yeah, I didn't feel like oh, you know, I've seen all of this play out so many other things. Instead, I was the whole time I'm watching, I'm thinking like this is such an original take on this. Mm-hmm. Instead of like superhero names or like it's just one superhero like to have an ensemble cast where they're just normal people all over the world living their own stories just doing their best yeah like it was like breaking from the mold before there was a mold to break from yep exactly exactly one thing i um before we get to the very end of this episode which i know is kind of like the next scene joe i wanted to know what happened to um the painter in the beginning who was the one who predicted like the catastrophic events that they were going to have to like fight against did he was he long lived on this show it turns out that he was actually the smoke monster from lost oh, <laughs> that yep. explains it right. in no. a polar bear costume <laughs> right. which was actually all the smoke collected from um cancer man from x-files oh <laughs> yep. it all makes sense. i have no idea what you're talking about but i'm gonna laugh anyways <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so he the painter guy isaac he got killed by siler uh okay. in the first season like halfway through the first season siler shows up and cuts his head open takes his power i didn't think what about the girlfriend's world but she just drops off the face of the earth yeah like her and peter have this kind of flirty thing going where she's like you know i'm not with isaac anymore and you were always hot so but then after isaac dies she's just gone so i guess she was deeply traumatized by that and went into like a what about her dad her dad her dad just died from the cancer that he had but it was in his sleep peacefully yeah yeah screaming (laughs) Screaming. 
They had night terrors. Peaceful I'm screaming. Gonna pour one out, I'm going to pour one out for him. Yeah, because I yeah. thought, you know, I thought, I'm like, oh, they didn't do a lot of development with Isaac in the beginning. Like, it was cool that he was painting predictions, and it, but they never got into his personality at all. So I was like, yeah, he's yeah. wrong for this world. Okay. No, no. Like, no one get a task because he ain't going to last. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. We're in the final shot. It. So this is where it makes sense that you were talking about the comic books because it said vol- there was like a volume change. Yeah. yeah. So now it makes sense if you're following along at home in the comics. Bad dude drops to his knees. You hear the sirens. Cops are coming. All this media shows up. Claire decides, you want to know what? Fuck it. I'm going to spill the beans. I'm going to climb up this the Ferris wheel <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah. going to jump off. And no one stops and her. Right be- no one stops right her. before <laughs> she jumps off. Siler goes, it's a brave new world. And I go, motherfucker, he said the title <laughs> and the show name. God damn it. He got, the, he got both the lines. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be funny if uh, Peter was like, I wonder what will happen next to us. And he's like, we'll find out in the future seasons of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she jumps off. She pops her arm back in and she goes, this is Claire. This is, that is attempt number, I don't know how many. Throwback to, to the first yeah. season yeah. where you're looking through a camera. Yeah. Which means nothing to anyone her. watching her. Yeah. But yeah. Joe, did you mention like there's newscasters all yeah. watching her, filming her? Yeah. Yes. And that's the oh, did thing, you mention that? Okay. They don't know what the heck she's talking about because yeah. to me, there should have been a little more gore in that, if that makes sense. Because when she just pops the shoulder back in place, I was like, well, she should show like, it should have done a little more to her so she could have showed like a real it was her face. Yeah. Well, yeah, her, her, her face her had a big face. old like Wolverine scratch yeah. that healed. Here, here's the thing I love about this moment is the fact that all the news crew, as far as they know, there's like seismic activity in Central Park, a bunch of people running away. The cops got called. Something's going on down there. So they get all the news crew. They drive down there. They see two people standing around. They're like, sir, ma'am, what's going on? You're the only two people here. What happened? And so Claire's answer to the events of the night is to jump off a Ferris wheel as if that explains everything that had just happened to the people who just showed up. Yeah. And they actually react. Like it's a story. Like, can you imagine being that reporter where you're like, what happened here tonight? It's like, I'll tell you what happened here. And some guy just like <laughs> jumps off a building. And you're like, what happened here? <laughs> well, she said, she goes, yeah, just keep the cameras on me. And then they watch her walk over to the Ferris wheel and start climbing. And if you look in the background, you, you see her climbing. But if you look below, you see the cops hold back the, <laughs> the reporters, but still watch her climbing. Yeah, they're not trying to stop her. They're just like, no. hold on. Let's let this play out. Oh, she could hurt someone else, too. <laughs> and she just They didn't have the interpreter down there. Oh. <laughs> right. That was that was that was good for us as viewers, like that little like throwback. But yes. yeah, you're right. As a participant in the story, it's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And then and, it, as far as they knew, there was just like a shooting in the park or something, and they show up <laughs> and some girl jumping off a Ferris wheel. Like no idea what they just got into. I'll tell you what oh happened here. Keep the cameras on me. And then she runs away. They're like the frick is going on here <laughs> but i really I wanted no you to like show up in your bat suit as an extra and be like hey oh, oh wait i'm in the wrong one <laughs> oh man but i did um even though i knew this was the series finale obviously they didn't anticipate that at the time so they did no. the to be continued thing yes right what? which hey maybe 30 years from now they'll pick it up again and it really will be continued just hero in the future what do you hope would have been the next season or a proper series finale as 
you know, fans of the show. Yeah, you want to go first? Yeah, I, well, personally, I would love to see the whole world lose its mind finding this out. So you're like a villain. Everyone, all the people with powers having to hide or hide in plain sight or like get little communities and like outskirts of Wyoming or something so they can stay away from everyone. Like, I I, I want the world to react the way it actually would react watch the incredibles right uh, yeah yeah um but yeah i mean I, I i would love to see a follow-up i would love to see one season to kind of wrap it up of like how the world settles with everything right yeah and honestly i want to see some of those people with powers really applying them to like nasa and like different like yeah like the um, Claire helping that. out john hopkins and like saving the world of all diseases from now on like i want right. to see that crap yeah right so at this at this point of the show, they've already had a big, uh, you know, government finds out about them yeah. program where they're all being like captured and tortured. So they've already done that whole story. They couldn't do a repeat of them being lab rats. So they would have to go in a different direction with it. But yeah, no, I would love to have seen moving forward uh, a little bit more of them being like a traditional kind of team. Yeah. Uh, like Hero and Endo are really great together. They've both got powers now. Hero's not sick anymore. He's not dying from using his powers. So they can just go off now and have superhero adventures like he's always dreamed of. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see that. Uh, and then also just, you know, Peter and Siler and Matt and all the rest of them, Claire, uh, just, you know, kind of coming together and forming like a little heroes version of Justice League, I guess. I love to see all of them in the X-Men mansion. Be like, yeah, that's where we live now. Yeah. Because basically where they are. Yeah. yeah. Or I what guess the Petrelli mansion. Yeah. I will say from a chick perspective, not enough love stories going on in this, guys. We need a little more of somebody coupling in the heroes, you know, team. But um, that's just my opinion. Yeah, you know, that is never a major focus throughout the show. There's definitely some minor romances like with uh, Hero and Charlie. But yeah. there's really no overarching like main romance thing ever happening. I anticipated that would be part of it just because they were supposed to be this like ordinary thing. And I'm like, oh, well, all like, you know, your your typical issues will get in the way. And I didn't see that. I think that was the one chunk that not that somebody's got to be in love, but that was the one chunk missing for me that a lot of their like regular everyday relationships and emotions didn't play a lot of role into it from what I saw. That's very true. They basically, they just, when they got their powers, kind of left their lives and started focusing on all the weird new stuff going on with them. Yeah, and you can't blame them for that. I mean... Yeah, like, you've got companies hunting them down, like super-powered serial killers running around the street. Yeah, so you've got stuff to, to worry about. Figure right. yourself out. You're like, I'm going to start a romance. We're going to Tinder. Yeah. Right. Like, you exactly. have time for that. Exactly. Joe, what do you think? I got, it's going to turn into one of two things. Either Hero is going to go, everything's going to turn to shit, and then Hero's going to go back to time, go back in time, but it's going to be Battlestar Galactica, the last episode. <laughs> Beginning of I didn't Earth. see how that ended. Where they inhabit an Earth with no one on it besides hundreds of gatherers. Yeah. He, oh. like, restarts them. Oh, cool. Or secondly, it's going to turn into Resident Evil. <laughs> mm. Fill that one in for me. Because so the Umbrella Corp is actually that company that's collecting blood, and then they use it for bad and then they turn into like a bunch of mutants and then all the heroes die except for one and it's like claire and she has to try to fight off all of them mm-hmm. right. oh, that would not end well peer leader versus the world right that is definitely a netflix movie it's very interesting there you go I like- those are a couple made for tv movies that i would like to pitch right. to yeah. the sci-fi channel right. if they have an extra you know eleven thousand dollars laying yeah. around. <laughs> I-, I wanted to mention 
I want to mention two cameos that you guys missed in season two and three. You guys completely missed because you didn't see any of it. So George Dakai made an appearance as Hero's father. Oh, more than an appearance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he was Hero's dad, and he had powers of, like, uh, probability. Yes. He was, like, really good at the stock market. Oh, that's cool. Which is funny because Hero always loved, like, Star Trek. Throughout the whole series, he's just, like... I wonder if he was ever, like, Dad, you look a lot like... Yeah. Very meta. Yeah, so, and then they even said in the show a couple of times, like, this is a Star Trek hero, you can't do that, is his um, friend Ando. Yeah, and then the second person, um, Chris Eccleston, uh, was uh, an Invisible Man in season oh, three. okay. Season three, and Claude. he was the ninth Doctor Who, uh, and he also played uh, Malekith in um, Thor Is he the, the favorite Doctor Who? He's the first one that lasted one season, so I don't think so. Okay. Way more important cameo that you left out, though. Stan Lee shows up. Oh, thank you. I forgot to mention that. He shows up as a bus driver yes. as a cameo for one oh, episode. Oh, that's great. That yeah, which great. when that happened, I looked up like, wait, is this all based on like a Marvel property? Because why is he here? Yeah, I thought yeah. that too. And it is, right? Think, no, it's not. It's not? It's not. I thought it was Marvel. No. I thought it was no. like a Marvel comic that just got past me. No. Completely original story. You're contractually yeah. obligated to bring Stan Lee for a cameo. Because he's the guy. Yeah. He's the father of modern comic books, I guess. So. The father of heroes. All yeah, because this is all based off of like American comics. Yes. Yeah. The whole storyline is American comic based. That was a respect Comics moment. in general. Well, this is the first time Tim Kring, who's the creator, was going to make serialized TV because he did Crossing Jordan, which was more procedural because she's a medical examiner in that show. So mm-hmm. you didn't have to do these continuing storylines. So I think that's why you're seeing some of the things like that we've broken down where it's like, well, they drop that idea and they come back to it. Cause I think this yeah. is a real first attempt of like, Oh God, I got to carry this on for multiple weeks, years and everything. Yeah. So Stan Lee's the guy. So of course he's like, bring him on in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, overall I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the pilot the most um, I was a little underwhelmed, but again, if this had been the real series finale, I'm sure it would have been pumped up more. Um, but I still enjoyed it overall as a series. Season one was my favorite season. Season one is a solid season of Very television. Good. I don't have any criticisms of that. Seasons two and three, if they had just asked me, I could have given them some really good advice. Yeah. I don't know why this is a thing. People don't come to me more. <laughs> They're going to know now after our two uh, right. episodes we did. Yeah. This is really reversed because usually in a series, season one is the weakest to trying to like kind of get their footing for their characters. Yeah. yeah. Two, yeah. three, four one, kind of roles. One quick thing I want to point out too is, you know, I said earlier, Siler and Peter, their powers are like two sides of the same coin. So when the writers, when they decided Peter's too powerful, we can't write stories for some guy that's powerful and they stripped his powers back. They never did that to Siler. No. So they were oh. saying we can't write stories for someone that can get out of anything. And then they took Siler and they were able to write stories for him, a guy who can get out of anything. You know, it's just that same thing where there's not enough planning. And yeah. that happens with How I Met Your Mother, for example. It's a, it's a sitcom. How can you not, you know, set that up? But there wasn't good planning, which is why people yeah. were disappointed. Same thing with Lost. If they had just set, you have to set rules. This is, you know, we just came off of doing, uh, we were on the center cut and we talked about Scream. And there's rules that go along with horror movies, which is what makes the formula of horror movies work so well. When you work against those rules, they're shitty. That's why people don't like, you know, yeah. those, yeah. those one-offs. And that's the thing. Just set rules for yourself when you set up the show and you'll be well on your way. Right. 
And then money always just complicates that and ruins everything. Well, a writer's strike coming in that writing room. Yeah. Exactly. There's always some guy with a brilliant story idea that's perfectly written and just like the divine word of God in TV form. And then somebody with money comes along and puts their fingers on it. And it's now, you know, canceled after a season. Exactly. George R.R. Martin is his name. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I enjoyed it. I didn't like it as much as Carnival, the ending. I just drew too many similarities. And yeah. in, in between them to be like, okay, well, that was a better, and that was just a season finale. This was supposed to be just a season finale. That I put mm-hmm. them both on the same level playing field. I like that one better. I didn't like. I get the five year thing now that you mentioned it, but I didn't get it when I was watching it. So it was kind of lackluster to me. The change at heart of a major character um, so quickly. I would like to see it be like. It's Peter's life's in Siler's hands or something like that. And then Siler has to make the decision to then be good. Yeah, that would have been and good. Like relinquish something of himself. Yeah. To give a piece of himself to actually be good. I mean, I'm just looking too far into it, but like stuff like that. But just <laughs> general overall, I did like the episode. I, it didn't have, a, you know, over the top production value, but it had better than most that I've, that we've watched. And I enjoyed that. Like that was good. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Shitty CGI. I can. I can deal with it. Like I yeah. can honestly deal with it. It's, it's pretty old at this point too. Like it's easy to exactly. look at stuff now and be more critical. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, overall, I think everyone enjoyed it. It just fell a little short, which is, you know, a lot of like nine out of 10 times. We're going to see that. Yeah. Especially with a show that you pour so much time uh, into. And, you know, this is something that we do right. with time and time again on, you know, on our podcast when we talk about this right. stuff. Yeah, I can imagine. And we all have such high hopes for these series that we love exactly. that we hope that they live up to those standards. Those impossible standards that we set. So, of course, when something's a little softball, then we get really disappointed. Do any of you guys have like a 100% show? Like something where it's just solid through and through season one to the last season? Like maybe a few complaints here and there, but overall you're just like, this is like, solid you say six feet under all the time i would say six feet under now and the six feet under isn't my favorite show by any stretch of the imagination but i would say that it was the most solid show have you ever guys guys ever i have yeah yeah and i think because the ending is so so satisfying that it kind of just gives the whole a nice gleam to the whole show right you know so that's kind of my thing that i hold thing like again it's not my favorite show they're not my favorite characters but there's something that was so well done about that yeah yeah that's kind of that's my feeling with Stranger Things is I feel like yeah. it's like perfectly thought out, perfectly casted. I love the feel and the vibe of like like every shot, basically. Uh, but it's yes. not my favorite show, but it is one that I can look at and I can't really think of anything that I would complain about. Mine are my favorites are all miniseries. And I think it's for that kind of thing where yeah. I'm not overly like diluted on a show. It's it's right. to the point. Like Band of Brothers, obviously based off a true story, has a great ending. That's why they made it (laughs) what they made it. But um, shows that I enjoy, like Parks and Rec, I thought was good. Absolutely. Um, I actually thought it was good. People might debate me on this, but I love the the subtleties that they added, like John Ralphio's name on the champagne bottle and and things like that. Yeah. Um, And just generally because like the the two main characters, like Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, had a falling out in the last season. They actually showed progression of people like years later down the line and then just like leave it off on one spot Um, and showed like growth of characters as well, even though that growth was stagnant for 
couple seasons yeah. and all of a sudden they started growing towards the end. Um, I would say another really good show. Um, shit, this is hard. Uh, it really is. Right. Hard. I really liked Jericho back in the day. But once again, that was canceled, brought back, canceled. Yeah. Like I could say my so-called life because that was the perfect highlight of teenage years. I thought it was really well written, but it only went one season. It's these, it's these shows that have to go on four or five, six seasons that they start losing themselves. That's why, you know, when I made the comment earlier about this is us, it's really well planned. It's really, yeah, they planned it all up to begin with. And then they just had to fill in the gap. Yeah. So that's all my list. I really want to watch this is us. I like yeah, almost all the characters or actors in it. I really love it. I'm worried I'm going to be crying a lot. It looks like an emotional yeah. show. Very I, 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 emotional. With that. I, don't, I don't have the mental Emotions. capacity for that right at the moment. It's very emotional. Yeah, I can get through probably five minutes and be emotionally shot. And I just have to watch the rest yeah. of our, like next yeah. week. Yeah, that's a show that I don't DVR and watch them back to back. I watch them and <laughs> then I decompress and then I, you know. <laughs> that's funny. You can't, you can't binge it. Oh, also other series are like American Horror Story and Castle Rock. Yeah. But those are different types of series where it's you just change like every season. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess is a good way to work around that problem of going on too long is you keep the show going, but you just do a whole different thing. See, well, Heroes was supposed to be an anthology series. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They were going to just jump over to a whole different set of uh, superheroes and focus on them for season two. Yeah. But I think it would... And then they thought, well, people like these guys. Yeah, so, specifically yeah. with Hero uh, being so popular, they didn't want to drop him. Well, I want to thank you guys. Uh, you guys are great. I love when our guests super knowledgeable. You guys have been fun. Uh, you know, this is our second time recording with you. Super fun still. <laughs> and uh, I, love, I like hanging out with you guys. So um, we'll definitely have to do some stuff in the future. Go ahead and plug your, your YouTube channel and just let the know, people know what you're about again. So if they want to tune in. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we both love working with you guys too. This mm-hmm. has definitely been a blast. Yep. Uh, anyone who wants to check us out, you can find us on YouTube. If you just type in, it's kind of a gray area. I think we're the top result. You can also put in the acronym ICAGA, I-K-A-G-A, and that should pull us up too. Yep. And we're also on Instagram. So uh, there's and, that. And Reddit and Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I just stand in the supermarket with a sign if you want to come find me. Check them out. Boots them up. Let's go. This is part of the, part, this is part of the community right here. Um, you know, they're one of our first connections um so support them courtney got anything go on our website that i've worked so hard on we spoil everything.com we will go work on, it. on it it looks great but no one visits it, no one visits it. Oh, i'm gonna go right now then yes thank you all right thanks guys yep thank you thanks for having us